Well, good morning or good evening or whenever you're tuning in, I, I welcome you to RCC Online. Happy Sunday if it's Sunday for you or Wednesday if it's Wednesday for you. I'm just so thankful that you're here with us celebrating God together, studying his word together and seeing how God can help us change our lives. Today at RCC, we continue a series that we've called Doubt. And throughout the series, we've talked about different ways that doubt can impact us in our lives. There's, there's all sorts of forms of doubt that kind of uh, pop up in our lives. And one of those forms that we haven't talked about yet, that, but that's so important, happens so much in, in regular everyday life, is worry. Worry is a form of doubt. And worry can be like having a, a backpack full of rocks in our life. Think, think about it like this with me. If, if our, our life is a backpack and the things we deal with is a backpack that we carry around, different worries weigh us down, whether it's, it, it could be job worry in our lives. It's just we carry and, 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 it, and it burdens us. Or, or maybe, maybe you have health worries. Or, or maybe it's your future or your, your finances possibly. Or, or here's a big one. Um, maybe it's your kids. Maybe you have lots of worries for your kids and about your kids or about your parenting. Maybe it's your kids. For a lot of us, that's a really big one in our lives. Maybe it's even, you know, other smaller stuff like, like our hair. I think a lot of people probably worry about hair, and maybe that's a big one for you. But for me, like, it'd obviously be like a really tiny one, right? Hair is not a giant worry for me. But we all have them. We have all these worries, and when you start adding them up, they get really heavy, and then we try to carry them around day after day after day. They weigh us down. So much so that we can't even enjoy life. We're not light anymore. We're not living like we want anymore. Instead, we're burdened all of the time by our worries. And it's not healthy for us. What God has for us in Scripture is this. God wants us to take our big bag of worries that we live with every day, and God wants us to drop them. And this isn't something that, that I came up with today. This is straight out of Scripture. Proverbs 12.25 says, Worry weighs a person down. God understands this. This is Old Testament real. This is thousands of years ago. God understood worry. So as you try to understand your worries today and how to deal with them, this is something God's been dealing with, helping people with, for thousands of years. There's truth from God. There's help from God that we can all get because he knows about this better than any of us do. I found a story this week that I found kind of funny. It's about this worrisome businessman who runs into a stockbroker friend and... and, and it, He's always had problems with ulcers and high blood pressure. So, so the man asks his stockbroker friend, how's your health? Great, my ulcers are gone. I don't have a worry in the world. And the man says, well, how did that happen, right? The stockbroker said, well, it's easy. I hired a professional worrier. Whenever something comes along that, that I used to worry about, I would tell her about it now, and she does all of my worrying for me. The businessman couldn't believe it. He says, that's incredible. I'd be interested in something like that. How much does something like that cost? The stockbroker replied, well, she charges a million dollars a year. The businessman then asked, how in the world can you afford to pay her a million dollars a year? And the stockbroker said, I don't know. Let her worry about it. Now, maybe you found that kind of funny this morning. Maybe not. But dealing with worry is real. And you can't hire someone else. This is your life. These are things you deal with. And you can't just get someone else to carry your worries for you, at least not another person. That They don't exist. You can't hire them. They're not out there. And, and before I even get started, I, I want to make a really strong point in case you're uncomfortable right now. Just because you worry, it doesn't mean you don't have faith. 
Sometimes I think in church circles or faith circles, people think, oh, if you, if you, if you have worries, you don't really have enough faith. That's not exactly true. I think people with great faith can still worry sometimes. That, that's just a reality of life. There's things that we all worry about, and all of our things can be different. I have my own unique things that I worry about, the struggles that I have. And I don't have as many worries as I used to. I'm getting better and better with God's help. But there are still certain things that I struggle with. For instance, for me, um, I worry a lot about other people. Um, I've lost people suddenly in my life. So for me, this is kind of weird. It's even kind of maybe weird to admit. But like, if someone doesn't check in when they're supposed to or they're really late, I worry about it. I just, I just worry if they're healthy or if they're okay, if something bad has happened. It's something I struggle with. Um, it, it's a worry that I have that's maybe a little bit more unique to me. There's other things that I don't worry about that other people do. I don't worry a lot about my future. I don't worry a lot about my finances. Uh, th- those aren't normal worries for me. And, and maybe those are more things you worry about. We're all different. We all have a list. I've got my list of things. You've got your list of things. Maybe my list is longer. Maybe your list is longer or shorter. It doesn't really matter. We all deal with it. And God wants to help. God wants to help us make our list less dramatic or shorter. He wants to help us. And imagine how much better your life could be if you just worried less. If there's a couple things you could just not worry about anymore, that you could take those rocks out of your bag and not carry. Imagine how much better your life would be. I I do for me. Imagine together as a church family how much better we could all be or this community could be if we all spent less time worrying and more time living and enjoying life. That's what we're talking about today. And I have good news today because there are a lot of promises from God in Scripture about worry, about how to deal with and how how He'll help us with worry. He He promises us these things. The first promise is this, from God to us. God says He is with me when I'm worried. That He's with me when I'm worried. He's with you when you're worried. No matter what the future holds, God will be with me when I'm tense and I'm nervous and I'm worried. And he says it in Scripture himself. He says this in Isaiah. When you go through deep waters and great trouble, things you worry about, I will be with you. That's what God says. I'll be with you. It's amazing. Now, none of us can predict the future, right? We don't know what we're going to face. I don't know what's going to happen this afternoon, much less a year from now or 10 years from now. I just don't know. But regardless of what your, your afternoon holds or your future holds, God promises he'll be with you through all of it. And this is a basic truth taught throughout the entire Bible. There's never a time in your life when God is not with you. Now, there's maybe times when you can't sense his presence, like he doesn't feel like he's with you, maybe. But according to him, he's still there. Even when you go down a path that's away from God. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes in life we we take little journeys that God wouldn't want us on, and we think God's not there anymore, that we've left him. That's not true. God never just stands at a crossroads and lets us walk away and leaves us on our own. It's just not what he does. God follows us. He's right there behind you all the time, even when you're messing up, just waiting for you to turn around and turn back to him so he can lead you back to safety. That's what scripture says about God. So maybe maybe you could imagine it this way. You're in a dark forest with someone that you love completely. They don't know their way at all. They've never been there before. You, on the other hand, know this forest like the back of your hand. You've been there so many times. You know it perfectly. You've got it memorized. And with this person that you love, you may lead them. You may walk in front and they could follow you through the dark forest. You may do that. Or maybe you'd walk hand in hand with them. Both of those things would be great. You would love to do that for someone that you care about. But you would never, never just let them stumble into a pitch dark forest all by themselves alone. 
You wouldn't. Even if they didn't want your help, you would follow. You'd follow and make sure they were safe, just ready that for whenever they got scared and stopped and wanted to help and turned around, you would follow and you'd be right there for them. That's what you would do for someone that you love. This is God in our lives. As we stumble through our lives and try to figure it out going through the darkness with all of our worries and troubles and sorrows, all the things we do with the surprises, good and bad, all of it, God's with there, with us. He never leaves you, ever, ever. He's always with you. He's with you all the time. And he will be with you all the time, no matter what you go through in your future. That's what he says in Scripture. No matter what roads you choose to go down, he's always there. Look at what the Bible has to say about this in Isaiah. This is God speaking. I created you and have cared for you since you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. That's what God says to us. This is God speaking to us. He says, listen to me. He cares so much. Listen to me. He wants you to listen and trust him. God has cared for you since even before you were born. He knew when you were born and he was there. God has loved you through your entire lifetime. It says, even when you're doing wrong stuff, even when you're ignoring him, and even when your hair is white. Or I hope bald, right? Like, I don't know. It doesn't say bald. I'm just going to make a guess. I'm hopeful. He certainly doesn't say only when you're perfect, only when you're doing the right stuff. He says he's with you all the time. And notice that, notice that he also says this. You, grow, you go through difficulties. You go through them. You don't stay in them. God helps you through difficulties. In your future, you're going to face some deep waters. You're going to think, maybe you're going under sometimes. Sometimes life can be so difficult, you just feel overwhelmed and you're going under. Everyone experiences this. People of faith experience this. You can be a faithful person and still think you're going under sometimes. In your future, you're going to face some bad days, some major troubles. You can count on it. The heat's going to be on. But God is promising you that you won't go through it alone. The fact is, life is complex. And it's not getting simpler. Life is getting more complex. So it's getting more confusing. Yet, God promises to be with you and help you. And there's another way that he promises to help. A second promise. When you're struggling, the second promise from God is this. God will guide me when I'm confused. God will guide me when I'm worried. It says this in Scripture. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you, and I will watch over you. That's what he says. I need that in my life. I've been a person who's been trying to get close to God for many years now, but I still need this in my life. I don't have it all figured out. I don't have today figured out. I don't have tomorrow figured out. I need God's guidance. I like God's guidance. I'm going to face new problems in my future. So are you. New struggles, new opportunities. I'm not going to know what to do. Sometimes you're not going to know what to do. So we need someone to go to for advice, for comfort in every new situation. And, you know, we, we could watch TV shows. I, Oprah's really smart. We could go to her. Um, I, I don't even know if Dr. Phil is still on. You, you could listen to him, I guess. If he's on, I don't even know. Um, maybe your clueless friend, because we have a lot of times clueless friends who just want to give us all sorts of advice, and you don't know if you should listen or not. I have a tip for you. If, if you're starting to drift off and you need one good tip before you fall asleep on this sermon, here's your good tip. Never accept criticism from someone that you wouldn't seek their advice. Never take criticism from someone if you wouldn't ask for their advice. 
Lots of times in life, people want to criticize or give you... You know, if you want to go to them for advice, don't take their criticism. Not, not, not everyone needs to, to speak into your life. But God can. Not even counselors, right? Like, sometimes counselors are good, sometimes they're not so good. You've got to figure that out. Not every counselor is even great. But you can talk to God. You can listen to God. You can do that. I had a counselor, I had a counselor in high school. And, and it was pretty normal uh, way back in the day. You'd go see the counselor every once in a while. I'm not even sure if they still do this. And, and I know some, some high school counselors are amazing. Mine wasn't. You had all these decisions to make in high school about what to do about your ACT tests and colleges and, and all those big things. What are you going to do with your future? Really big stuff. And, and, and my counselor was horrible. She didn't do squat for me. Um, worst of all, she was a mumbler. She was a mumbler. So I couldn't understand half of what she said. You'd be, you'd be in there sitting in her tiny little office across her desk, and, and it'd be like, mumble, 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 grades, mumble, 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 school, mumble, mumble, future. That's kind of what I heard. So, you know, me as a kind of a smart-alecky kid, I would just fill in the blanks in my head. Don't worry about school. Blow off your grades. You'll still have a great future. That's what I heard at the counselor's office. Going to her was an absolute waste of time for me. The good news for me and for you is that God wants to be your guidance counselor. God wants to guide your life. That's what he promises in that scripture. I will guide you. You have God. God, the creator of the universe, the knower of all things, all-powerful, all-knowing God, offering to give you guidance. That's amazing. It's definitely not a waste of time to go to God for guidance. Why should you listen to him? He's reliable. God's reliable. He's He's the only one who's been to the future. God is not constrained by time. He's in the past, present, and future all at once. And maybe you're sitting there right now thinking, what? I can't understand that? Exactly. You can't understand that. Neither can I. God's power and magnificence is beyond our complete understanding. And it's healthy to begin to rest in that. You can't completely understand God. We just don't have the brain capacity. He's above us. He's beyond us. He's everything. We're just not there. It's like an an ant trying to understand you. Now, I've heard from many of you that you've had a lot of fun um, doing the services at home. Maybe you're gathered on the couch with your kids, or I even hear of different families getting together and kind of having their own little services together. That's all amazing. Keep it up. But I thought about it a little bit, and I want to help you. So if you're there with the kids, and I've been talking for a long time now, and the kids are getting a little squirrely, I have a little something special for the kids. So, so bring them back and, 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 and listen to this for a second. I have, I have some funny little ant jokes for you and the kids. So see if you can bear with me. The first one is this. How many ants are needed to fill an apartment? Tenants. What do you call an ant who likes to be alone? Independent. What's the top-ranking ant in the military? Lieutenant. What do you call two ants that have a baby together? Parents. What do you call a 100-year-old ant? Antique. What do you call an ant who skips school? Truant. What kind of bugs smell the best? Deodorants. What's the second biggest ant in the world? Elephant. What ant's even bigger than that? Giant. What game do, ant, what game do ants play with elephants? Squash. That's my favorite one. How about this? Um, what did the pink panther say after he stepped on an ant? Dead ant. 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 One more. One more. I'm sorry. This is going on way too long. I'm sorry. I spent too much time on this. If I were an ant, Pastor Mike, if I were an ant, where would I live? 
in an engine because I'd be a cool ant. And then, okay, one, one more, one, one more. This is, this is it, I promise. Why can't ants get coronavirus? Because they have antibodies. Hopefully, that was a little bit fun this morning or, or this evening whenever you're watching at home if you have kids and, and you, you got some laughs. Like, comment live online right now if you're watching live or, or send me a note. Maybe you have a better one. Kids, if you have a better one, email me. It'd be super fun. You know, maybe you didn't figure out the jokes. I, I don't know. Maybe you did. But I know something for sure. You, you can't completely figure out God. You just can't. If you could completely figure out God, you'd be God. And too often, people want to put God in a box. A couple weeks ago, Pastor Sam was teaching, and, and he did an amazing job. But he said this. I, I wrote it down. He said, God is bigger than our box for him. That is so true. Don't, don't try to put God in a box. He's bigger than that. Truth be told, the smartest people on earth cannot figure out the intricacies of their own field of expertise. And God not only understands those intricacies, he sees beyond them. That's amazing. God is amazing. You just can't completely understand him. He's bigger than us. Maybe here's another way to think about it. This has happened to me in my life. It's super frustrating. Have you ever gotten on like a two-lane highway and it's curvy and you get stuck behind this car that's going really slow and between the hills and the curves, the whole thing's no passing zone? Have you ever experienced that? I have and it drives me nuts sometimes. I just want to pass him so bad. I just don't want to go that slow. So much I can't take it anymore. And the only reason I don't go past him is I'm worried. I, I, who knows what's around the curb or over the hill. It, I'm worried. It's, it's just not safe. If it was safe, I'd blow right by. But I don't know if it's safe or not. You see, with God in our lives, he sees ahead. He sees ahead. So if, if that car situation, if, if there was a police helicopter up there, and they were hovering, and they radioed down to you and said, hey, Mike, it's totally safe. There's no car for a mile, and we give you permission to go ahead and pass. You'd pass in a second because you would trust the police helicopter and their advice. See, this is God in our life. He sees ahead. He knows what the future is. He has that perspective. Check out, again, what the Bible says about this in Deuteronomy. Again, Old Testament. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord is the one who goes before you. He will be with you, he will neither fail you nor forsake you. That doesn't mean I think everything in my life is going to go perfect all the time. It doesn't. That, that'd be crazy. It doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen. They are. It's going to. And I don't even know what they're going to be. But what I do know is that God will stay with me. He'll guide me. And he will comfort me if I'm willing to give up control and just trust him. That's, that's actually the last promise I have for, me, for you today from God. God will comfort you. God will comfort you when you're worried. Here it is in Scripture. Give your worries to the Lord, and he will take care of you. Give your worries to the Lord, and he will take care of you. God has been offering this to us for thousands of years. We all want to have a comforter. Right? We, we all want to have a protector. And I think for guys, a, a lot of us, we, we really figure this out when we get married. See, you find out that there's duties that men are given in a house. Um, you think you know them all when you get into it. And you almost do, really. You know about the garbage, you know, take the garbage out or the lawn. You know about that stuff. But there's obscure ones that you don't know about until you get there. Um, I found out, I found out in the middle of the night that I was the noise checker-outer in our household. I was the noise checker. I learned this in the middle of the night. Any little, what was that? It was nothing. It, what was it? Go check it out. 
I learned this in the middle of the night. I can't sleep. It could be a burglar with a gun. Go. Be, be careful. Put your slippers on. Watch out. But if it's nothing, bring me a yogurt. Either way, bring me a yogurt if it's nothing. I found this out in the middle of the night. I was the noise checker. It's the way it is. Parents, you know the feeling too. You know the feeling. Your child looks at you for help. Your child looks at you for help, and you just want to take care of them, no matter what the situation is, no matter how scared you are yourself. You don't know what you're supposed to do. You don't know how to take care of the problem, but you want to relieve that weight from your child. You want to take that weight from them. You don't want them carrying that weight or that worry. You take it, no matter how scared you are yourself. We know this. We know this about ourselves and the people that we love. Well, we have a God who, as your creator, wants to carry your worries. As your father... He sees himself as your father. He wants to take care of you, so much so that he sent his son so that we could better connect with him. That's what he's done for us. Jesus came to earth to live as a man. He was hungry. He experienced physical pain. He experienced sadness and temptation even from the devil. He experienced anger. He went through all the things we do. And even worse, he was betrayed, tortured, and murdered so that we can better connect with and then trust God. Jesus says this himself in the book of John. He says, don't be troubled. Don't be troubled, or maybe, right, don't worry. You trust God now, trust in me. There are many rooms in my Father's home, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. That's what Jesus promises us. Better dealing with worry begins with better trusting God, and better trusting Jesus. That will help you with your worries, even the tough ones. They don't, maybe they don't go away, but they can get smaller. They can. It begins with better trusting God and better trusting Jesus. So as I speak to you today, I don't know exactly what that means for you. Maybe you need to pray today. I'll lead that prayer in a second. You need to pray and say, Jesus, I do believe in you. I do believe you're God's son, and I trust you, and I'm going to try to follow you. You could pray that prayer, and you could be adopted into God's family today. You could trust Jesus and trust God simply based on your faith, not on your perfection. Or maybe you prayed that prayer a long time ago, but you need to better trust God in the moment. Maybe what you need right now is a trust prayer. Like, God, this is what's going on in my life. i got this job situation, this family situation, and I need to trust you more. That's a repeated prayer for Christian people. If you believe in God, if you believe in Jesus, you're going to pray that so many times in your life where you just say, here's my situation, God. I don't know it all. I can't solve it all, but I trust you. Please help me to feel. I know you're there. Help me to feel you. So I'm going to pray both of those prayers right now. If you want to pray and tell Jesus that you want to follow him, I'll lead that. And then I would love if you'd respond, if you'd respond online with the red card and just say, I trusted Jesus today. And we'll get back to you. We'll help you grow in that trust. Or maybe you say the prayer about a specific issue in your life. I'll just pause and leave a moment for you to fill that in yourself. But together, let's pray. Let's accept God's help. Let's accept God's desire to help us with our worries and tell him that we trust him. If you'd like, bow your heads and pray with me now. Dear Lord, dear Jesus, I do believe in you. If you're praying this with me now, say it in your heart. I do believe in you, Jesus, and I do trust you. I trust that you're God's son. I don't understand you perfectly. I don't even understand myself perfectly. But I trust you, and I'm trying to follow you. Please lead me. Help me to follow. Thank you for accepting me. If you prayed that prayer, please let me know this week. Let me help you continue to grow in your faith. But now for others, 
together we're praying and we're saying, Dear Lord, we have things in our life that we're worried about and it's weighing us down. So God, for those issues, whatever they are, for each of us, I'll just take a moment, call to mind your own. God, for all those issues now that we've all brought to you, help us to worry less, help us to trust you more, and help us to remember to pray and ask for your help every single day. Help us to be better connected to you every day based on our trust in you and our trust in Jesus. We say all this in his name. Amen. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it says that God loves a cheerful giver. And you need to know that when you give here at RCC, you're not only honoring God with your finances, but you're supporting the mission and ministries of this church. And there's a couple different ways you can give. You can give online. You can go to rccsunday.com. There's a giving platform on there that's super easy to use, super user-friendly. You just click on the icon and you can give using a credit card or a bank statement. You can set up a reoccurring gift or just do it once, uh, one time. And another thing you can do is a lot of people like to give uh, by giving a physical check in an envelope. If you want to do that to us, totally fine. Our address is 155 State Street. We have a little mail slot on one of the doors that you can put it in. Uh, it's the door that's on the lower level that faces State Street, Fond du Lac Street. Uh, and that's what you can do too. So I uh, love you guys. Can't wait to see you soon. Um, have a great week. See you next Sunday.